Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of. Sing it again. What a beautiful name it is. Sing it again. What a beautiful name. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name. The name of Jesus. Now sing with me. What a wonderful name. What a wonderful name. The name of Jesus Christ. My King, Christ, my what King. a wonderful name! What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What, what a wonderful name! The name. Now sing with me. What a powerful name! What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name. What a powerful name. Nothing can stand. Nothing can stand again. What a powerful name. The name of Jesus. Wave your hands to the Lord. Sing what a powerful name it is. Sing what a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, my King. What a powerful name. Nothing can stand against that name. What a powerful name. We bless you, Lord, this morning. We thank you that you have given us a name which is above every other name. It's a beautiful name. It's a wonderful name. It's a powerful name. 
There is no other name under the heavens given amongst men by which we can be saved except this name. And that at the mentioning of that name, every knee has no option but to bow. And every tongue has no option but to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In your name we have gathered this morning and we are delighted to be here in your house, in your presence, in the company of the saints. And now Father this morning speak to each and every one of us. Thank you for the important point that we have arrived at where your word is about to come. All scripture your word says is inspired by you and is profitable for doctrine, for rebuke, for reproof, for correction, and also for comfort and for hope. Thank you, Father, that your word as it comes forth will heal us and deliver us from our destruction. I commit myself into your hands, O oh God. Let the anointing come upon me to minister your word. Not the letter, but the spirit. That it may minister life and grace to the hearers. In Jesus' mighty name have I prayed with thanksgiving. And let everybody say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. Put your hands together for oh, Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. Let me sit up. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praising God in the midst of difficulties, part three. And this is the subject we've been looking at for the past two weeks. When I started, I thought it was just going to be a one-off message. But I'm not too surprised that it's turned out to be more. Because I believe that God wants to encourage our hearts. And assure us that it is well with our souls. Tell your neighbor it is well with your soul. Tell another person God is working it out for you. And you are going to do just fine. Tell your neighbor you will make it. You will survive. You will stand tall at the end of the day. Put your hands together for Jesus. What does it mean to praise God in the midst of difficulties? It means to glorify God, to magnify Him, to lift Him up in times of crisis, in times of difficulty, in times of loss and even in times of pain. Turn your Bibles to Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 19. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 
from the New Living Translation. It says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms, and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails, and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer. Able to tread upon the heights. Hallelujah. Amen. Now this is part of a prophecy that the prophet Habakkuk gave. The book of Habakkuk was written by the prophet Habakkuk. And throughout that book, he engaged God. Asking God a lot of questions. Because this was at a time when things were very difficult for the people of Israel. They had been raided by Nebuchadnezzar and the armies of Babylon. And had carried most of them into captivity in a strange land. A remnant had been left in Judah. But there was a lot of despair and confusion in the land. And it was during this time that the prophetic word came to the prophet Habakkuk. And here he speaks out in a very colorful language trying to describe the difficulties that the nation was going through. He says, even the fig trees are not blossoming. And there are no grapes on the vines. The olive crop is not yielding oil any longer. And the fields lie empty and barren. The sheep are dying in the fields. And when you check out the barns for the cattle, you can't find any in there. But then he lifts up his voice and says, even though all these things happen, 
He said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. I like how the message translation of the Bible puts this verse. So he's saying that even though things are bad, things are difficult, we are in a crisis as a nation, it is not too clear what the future holds, it looks as though our leaders are not sure about the way forward, and things seem to be out of control. He says, I am singing joyful praise to God. I am singing joyful praise to God. There's a song. There's a song. Meto, meto, namadana se, meto, namadana se, meto, namadana se, ayayinyumona. He says, I am singing joyful praise to God. The fig trees are not blossoming. The vines are not yielding their grapes. The olive crop has failed. The fields are lying barren and empty. The sheep are dying out there in the fields. We cannot find any more cattle in the barns. Yet I will sing joyful praise to God. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, it is normal and it is usual to praise God when everything is working out just fine. When you have eaten and you are full and you have belched on top of it, it is easy to praise the Lord. When you have money in your pocket, you check your Momo wallet and there's a good balance in it. I don't know, but have you not realized that when you check your balance and money day inside, there's a nice feeling that it gives you. How many can testify to that? Yes. But have you noticed that when it is inching to zero, zero, when people don't take care, you will be angry with them. 
when it happens like that, your fuse is very short. <laughs> and I'm having a meeting with somebody today about short fuse. <laughs> because <laughs> his wife says she asked him for money and he got bored. <laughs> So today, as part of my meetings, I'm going to have a meeting with a husband and a wife to explain to them that don't let your fuse be short. Because your wife has every right to ask you. Egade? I got it right. Egade? Egabo. Or Egamelio. It's easy to praise God when you have some. When you have your job. When your business is working well. When the clients are coming. When you're able to pay your staff. It's easy to praise God when you are well. When you feel strong and healthy. Our default setting is that when things are not working well, we tend to complain. And we lament. And sometimes we get very angry with God. And we feel like telling me, eh, eh, you God, eh, eh, you God, we've been serving you all this time, and, and look at all these things that are happening to us. Is it right? Is it right? How many have felt like telling God that at one point or the other in your life? Well, those of you who didn't lift your hands, you are very spiritual. And I thank God for your lives. But I've been bored with God before. I don't like to. I have been bored with God before. When certain expectations were not met. And there are times I've told God that, have you seen why a lot of people don't serve you? Have you seen? These are the things you've been doing. <laughs> but usually not long after the Holy Spirit convicts me, I realize that it's foolish talk. Yeah. Then I have to go and ask God for forgiveness. Then it will happen again. And then I'll go on that tangent. You are looking at me in a certain kind of way. Please, I am a man of God. But I am a man. Yes. Because sometimes when you people look at us, you think you are looking at Captain Planet, or Batman, or Superman, or any of these interesting characters who don't exist in real life. There are times we, we go through depressing moments. But you see, God is expecting us to praise him even when things are not going well. And that is why he says in Hebrews 
chapter 13 verse 15 it says by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually Offer a sacrifice of praise to God continually. That means at all times. That means always. It may be working. It may not be working. But we have to praise the Lord always. Praising the Lord always. Praising the Lord Always praising the Lord with all my heart. Praising the Lord with all my heart. Always. Whether it's working, whether it's not working, the truth is, yes, God is good. Yes, God is good. Yes, God is good. He's good to me. We got to praise him always. And that is the instruction to us. We should offer through Jesus Christ a continual sacrifice of praise. And this is what Jehoshaphat did. This is what Paul and Silas did. When Paul and Silas in the midst of the crisis, in the middle of a war, Paul and Silas were in chains. They were bound. And at midnight, when all normal people are sleeping, they chose to praise God. And they did not sing in their hearts. They sang very loudly for everybody to hear. I'm sure they insulted them. Foolish guys. We want to sleep. It's late. Shut up. But the more they shouted, the more they praised God. And God responded to their praises. Their chains fell off. And they were set free. Ladies and gentlemen, God is moved when we praise him in the midst of our difficulties. And there are seven things that you must know and understand about praising God in the midst of difficulties. Number one, God has never promised us anywhere and at any time that we'll never face difficulties and challenges in this life. He never told us that. And if anybody makes you believe that life is supposed to be smooth sailing every time for you, then I don't know what kind of life the person is referring to. Because we live in an imperfect world. And we love to sing. What key is this? But that's not my key. Uh-huh, this one. He's got the whole world. 
world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he got the whole world in his hands. Now, it is true. But in another sense, it is not exactly true. Because the devil is described as the God of this world. That means that there's a certain element of control that he has. When Jesus comes back during the millennium and beyond that that is when he's going to exercise full control and authority over the world and over the universe. But he is not yet come. And those who are no longer under the control of the enemy in a certain sense are those who have surrendered their hearts to him. But a time hasn't fully come for Jesus to take full, total, and absolute control over the universe. And that explains why there's so much pain there's so much sin, there's so much sickness, so much war in the world. Because if God really had the whole world in his hands in the real sense of it, there will be peace. There will be no sickness. There will be no death. And that's why the Bible says in the new Jerusalem, there will be no more tears. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more pain. That is the realm where God has full control. But in the imperfect world wherein we live currently, there are a lot of difficulties. And Christians are not completely insulated from them. That is why bad things happen to Christians. And when they increase the price of fuel, you cannot go to the filling station and tell the attendant that I am a child of the Most High God. It is 16 Ghana cities, 98 pesos. I am buying it for 7 Ghana cities. Because he's got the whole world in his hands. And he has sent me here. What will the attendant do to you? <laughs> and God never promised us. That the road is going to be easy. That everything is going to be okay. The second thing you must know about praising God in the midst of difficulties. Is whenever we go through difficulty. We have a choice. To praise God. Or to complain about the problem. Ask your neighbor what is your choice. Will you praise God. Or you complain about the problems. You must decide to praise God. 
even in the midst of your difficulties in your time of pain in your time of loss in your time of difficulty resolve that I will praise my God tell yourself I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth and instead of singing funeral dirges, sing and say, God will work it out. God will work it out. One thing I know, one thing I found, that God will work. You lift your hand and sing and testify. God will work it out oh yeah God will work it out one thing I know one thing I found that God will work it out that's when you should lift your voice and sing I will bless the Lord and give him the glory and I I will I will praise his name and give him all the glory So the bills have not been paid. The landlord is on your case. The hospital bill is staring you in the face. There is no food to eat. During this week, I was speaking to a brother. Was telling me, Pastor, just a It's not easy. <laughs> he said it gets so bad that my wife works in a school. And there are times we only get food to eat. When she returns from school, with the food school, uh, with the school food. <laughs> with the food, I mean, with the school food. School food. There are very few schools that the food. It's nice. Like Auntie Vero School. <laughs> Beautiful school. It's just that it's far. Otherwise, I'd have asked you to send your child there. <laughs> and you yourself, you can go to school there. <laughs> but 
school food usually is just to keep body and soul together. And he said, and, and some of these schools under the school feeding program. You now you know. And that's what a family, husband, wife, and three children have had to fall on sometimes. During such times, you have a choice to either praise God or lament endlessly about what you are going through. But the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. That means I choose to bless him. It's difficult. It's not working. I am struggling. But I choose to bless the Lord. Number three, praising God in difficult times. Shifts the focus from ourselves and the problems to God. Because if you are praising God, you are not likely to be focusing on the problems. There are times when we gaze too long at the problems and only steal an occasional glance at God. When really what we must be doing is to gaze at God and occasionally look at the problem. But when you praise God in difficult times, it's like instead of concentrating and focusing on the difficulties, you redirect your focus to God. And that's why it's important to praise God in the midst of your difficulties. Hallelujah. And I want to say to you, in these challenging times, look to God. Lift up your eyes to him. That's what the psalmist said in Psalm 121. He said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. Is it just because he wants to enjoy the view? The reason is because that is where he believes God is. And that is where his help is going to come from. And he says, the Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade upon my right hand. He says, no, the sun shall not smite me by day. Nor the moon by night. And he says, because my help comes from God. My help comes from God. My help comes from God. I will focus on him. I will look to him. I will cry out to him because my focus comes from God. Lift up your hand and say, I will focus on God because my help comes from him. Hallelujah.
Alléluia. Amen. And may he come through for you Amen. as you focus on him. Amen. And I prophesy to somebody today. Jesus. That God will come through for you. I receive it. And God is working it out for you. Amen. I say to you, and and this is just what the Spirit of God has laid on my heart to tell somebody. That your weeping will endure for a night. But your joy will come in the morning. I receive. They say the darkness feels the thickest just before the break of day. The darkness it feels so thick just before the break of day. But not long after. Even though it feels very dark not long after day will break and the morning rays will begin to shine through. So bring hope and assurance and comfort to your heart that God is working it out for you. Clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. Number four, praising God in the midst of difficulties reminds us that God has everything under control. So when you praise God in the midst of your difficulties, it's a way of reminding yourself that God has everything under control. Hallelujah. Amen. And during those times, you must sing songs like, Be still and know that I am God be still and know that I am God that is message to you be still and know that I am God assure yourself that he is in control and as you praise God in the midst of your difficulties you are reminded that God has everything number five praising God in the midst of difficulties is a testimony of our dependence on God it is a testimony of our dependence on God. So when you praise God in the midst of difficulties, you demonstrate your dependence on God. Psalms 56 verse 3 to 4. It says, but when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? Hallelujah. Amen. So the psalmist is saying that I am afraid. When are we usually afraid? When there's danger ahead. When you're not so sure about what the future holds. 
Look, my friends, it's a very terrifying thing. Eh? When you don't know when your next meal, where your next meal is going to come from. When you don't know how you're going to pay the bills. You have lied to your landlord for so long. Now you have run out of lies. The last lie you told him. It was when I was coming, I saw a lion. <laughs> and I had your money with me. And then when I saw the lion. I said, Ajay me wo. Ajay me wo. Ajay my wo. And I started running. And then the money fell somewhere. I, <laughs> Because there are times when you listen to people and you realize that what a person is saying is not the truth. But it's a certain desperation that is making the person tell such a fantastic lie. And, and, and it gets really frightening and very scary. When you look into the faces of your children, how will they go to school tomorrow? Now, when they come back from school, they don't want to go the following day. Because every time their names are mentioned, that they owe school. Fees. And that whole thing is traumatic, even for the children. And you look into their faces. And you're, you're, you're helpless. It's very frightening. But the psalmist is saying here that when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. And he says, I praise God. That means I will praise him in the midst of my difficulties. And it's a testimony to my dependence on God. The next thing you should know about trusting God in the midst of your difficulties. That praising God in the midst of our difficulties helps us to deal with our fears. It helps us to deal with our fears. When you praise God in the midst of your difficulties, it means that you stop focusing on your fears. And you are focusing on God. It shows your dependence on him. It shows your reliance on him. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. That's why I should tell him, I have no other God but you. I have no other God but you. And you praise him. You have done what no man has done. And you encourage yourself by saying, you will do what no man can do. 
You got to encourage yourself. So show home crying. And tell yourself, never failed me yet. He's never failed me yet. Jesus Christ has never failed me yet. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Every Jesus Christ has never failed me yet. Praise Him. Praise Him and show that you are depending on Him. The other day, the choir sang the song and said, Jesus, we're depending on you. Jesus, we're depending on you. Oh, Jesus, we're depending on you. We're depending on you to see us That's what you got to do. We got to depend on him. And when you praise him in the midst of your difficulties, it is a sign that you are depending on him. Oh, may you learn to depend on God in the midst of your difficulties. Hallelujah. And the last one, praising God in the midst of our difficulties will bring us peace, rest, and victory. It will bring us peace, rest, and victory. Look at 2 Chronicles 20, verse 27 to 30. It says, Then all the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory. The Lord gave them what? Victory. victory over their enemies. They marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, and trumpets. And they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. And when all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came over them. And so Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace. Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at what? At peace. At peace. For his God had given him rest. His God gave him what? Rest on every side. God gave him victory. God gave them peace. And God brought them into rest. But before these things happened, they praised God in the midst of their difficulties. So I say to you today, that when you praise God in the midst of your difficulties, it provokes God to move on your behalf. And he will bring you peace. He will bring you into rest. And he will grant you the victory. Can I hear an amen from somebody? Amen. What must we do in praising God in the midst of our difficulty? Number one, even if we don't feel like it, we must actually go ahead and praise God. 
There are times when you don't feel like praising God. There are times when you are overwhelmed by the magnitude of the problem you are dealing with. But that is the time when you should praise God. So even if we don't feel like it, we must actually go ahead and praise God. Number two, let your praises be heard. Let your praises be heard. In praising God in the midst of your difficulties, let your praises be heard. That means don't praise him silently. Don't say I'm praising God in my heart. You must praise him openly. And you must praise him verbally. Because there is something powerful about hearing your own voice, praising God and worshiping him. So praise him loud. And let your praises be heard. I mentioned to you earlier that Paul and Silas they made their praises to be heard. They didn't praise God in their hearts. Praises are supposed to be heard. And in the time of difficulty lift your voice and praise God and you must hear yourself praising God. Because there's something powerful about it. And sooner than later, as you hear your voice, as you hear yourself praising God, your spirits will be lifted. The depression will reduce. Hope and encouragement will come. And you will feel better than you were feeling moments before. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three, whenever you are afraid or worried, that is the time to praise God. When you are afraid and worried, time you are afraid and worried, you are confused. You don't know what to do. That is the time to praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you are afraid or worried, praise the Lord. Encounter your fear and worry with praise and worship. Because worrying will only make your situation worse. Have you ever worried your way out of a problem before? that because you worried so much the problem was solved it never happens rather what happens is that you feel worse and you feel pressed lower and lower and lower into a pit of despair so why do you worry Let's use the energy that we would have expended in worrying to praise the Lord. Because at least you are doing something positive. Because as you keep worrying, you will reduce. As you keep worrying, you will not be able to sleep. 
And as you keep worrying, your blood pressure will shoot up. Somebody who has been very healthy. Now you go to the hospital, they tell you that you have hypertension. It's not worth it. And I've had to learn not to worry about a lot of things. And I think that sometimes it amazes my wife. Because she will hear something and she will get all agitated. And then she will ask me that, so what do I think? And my response is, I don't think about that. What's the use of worrying? Why must I worry? Because when I worry, it won't solve the problem. It won't change the situation. It won't make things any better for me. Tell your neighbor, don't worry. Praise the Lord. And be happy. Tell another person, don't worry. Be happy. And then finally. (laughs) Hallelujah. Finally, what must you do in praising God in the midst of our difficulties? You must review God's work in your life in the past and praise him for it. And as you review his goodness and provision in the past, you will find new strength to face the problems of today. Learn how to always go back and refer to what God has done for you before. And encourage yourself that he's done it before. And he will do it again. He has done it before. And he will do it again. Because when you review the things that God has done before, it will help you to stand and not to give up. Oh, there was one lady who decided that her problems were too many, so she was going to backslide. You know, there are some people, they are very calculated in the decisions they take. (laughs) <laughs> he's decided that my problems are too many so I'm going to backslide and she said before I backslide I want to praise God and to say thank him before I go back into the world so she started father <laughs> I want to thank you there was a time when I couldn't pay my bills. But you made a way for me. I want to say thank you. My child swallowed a coin. <laughs> but you performed a miracle that day. 
miraculously he cobbed the coin out. There was a time he was sick and he was in the hospital and I didn't think he was going to make it but you healed him and you raised him up. I lost my job and things were very difficult but you made a way for me and I got a new job so before I backslide I want to say thank you father as she kept on recounting and reviewing the things that God has done for her. She said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. She said, what is this nonsense? I'm leaving God to go away. He's done too much for me. He's brought me from a mighty, mighty long way. I cannot turn my back on him and go away. And she told herself, stop that rough day. I'm not backsliding anyway. I'm going back to my God. And I'm going to praise him. She took that decision. Because she revealed the victories and the blessings that God had poured into her life. And that is why in the midst of your difficulties, you must praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. My dear friends, B flat. I know that God specifically laid this message on my heart uh, for you to assure you that as he watches over the sparrow he is watching over you. He has not brought us this far to abandon us and to leave us hanging. And he wants you to understand that everything that you're going through, everything we are going through as a nation, the uncertainties of the days ahead, how things are going to pan out for us. He wants you to understand that so, he sees and he hears and that he will work things out for us. But that we should learn to praise him in the midst of our difficulties. Don't move through life with a long, twisted, contorted face. When you are tempted to join all those complaining and lamenting, remind yourself that you serve a living God and he's a God who never fails and that he will come through for you whatever the crisis is whatever the difficulty is you don't have to worry no more because God will see you through and God will work things out for you rise to your feet lift up your hands to the Lord you don't have to worry and don't you be afraid joy comes in the morning 
Troubles they don't last always. For there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, Oh, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand, no matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. With Jesus I can make it, with Jesus I can take it, oh yeah, with him I know I can stand, no matter what may come my way. My life is in your hands. So when you're test and trials, so when you're test and trials, the seem to get you down. And all your friends and loved ones, I know where to be found. Remember, remember, remember there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, and if your heart is broken, what will you do, my friends? Just lift your hands and sing, I know that I can make it. I know that I can make it. Oh, yes. I know that I can stand No matter what may come my way My life is in With Jesus I can take it Somebody tell With Jesus I can take it Oh yes With him I know I can stand No matter what may come my way my life is in your hands. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This morning, I want to pray with you just before we end the service. If you haven't yet surrendered your heart to Jesus, you need him more than ever before. He's the only one who can give you peace in the midst of the storm. Somebody may have invited you to church today. Or you came by yourself. You may actually be watching me at this time. You need Jesus. And you need to surrender your heart to him. I want to pray with you. I want to help you to find this Jesus. And I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. But pray this prayer from your heart. And mean every word you say in this prayer. And let's join in praying this prayer. Everybody say, Heavenly Father, today, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, I need you. Without you, I cannot make it. Please forgive me for staying away. Today, I'm running no more. I come to you to your throne of grace, to the throne of mercy, and I give my heart to Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and Savior. 
for the rest of my life. I will serve him and I'll follow him. Please write my name in the book of life. Add me to the family of God. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name. And let everybody say, Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.